Welcome back. I'm Chaplain Annie, and this is the official finale of Season 1 of Dying to Know. In this episode, I won't be facilitating a conversation. Instead, I'm going to share about the new beginnings that death brings. I'm not talking about literal death, but the end of things, whether that is school, a career, a relationship, whatever has brought meaning, purpose, joy, love, beauty, inspiration, or challenge, whatever has been part of your life, when it changes or comes to an end, as it was, we experience grief. Some changes and endings have more or less grief, depending on the circumstances and specifics, of course. Yet there is still denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, and finally, acceptance. Those are the stages of grief. One reason this will be the finale of season one, officially, and possibly the series, is not only because making a podcast takes time and energy, it's incredibly dependent on the topic in the interviews. This podcast talks about deeply personal things, and no one wants to broadcast such experiences to the world. Not everyone, anyway. Also, in this one precious life, some things take priority to make time for. Another reason for concluding at least the season. I am (laughs) completely uprooting my life. I resigned from hospice work. I'm moving away from Colorado. And I ended my seven-year relationship. These were contributors to not posting an episode for the last six months. I appreciate all of you listening Since March of last year, I had been struggling with depression. I assumed it was from being a healthcare worker in a pandemic. When it became clear it wasn't just that, and it wasn't seasonal depression, which is typical, I started on antidepressants and went to therapy and continued to exercise and eat well. And when none of those things were helping, but to maintain... I continued to search for what was going on within me. I started spiritual direction, which is a more specialized therapy for those who are in spiritual work. Through that process and guidance, it became clear that I was in complete denial of the transition that was happening internally. I knew I was feeling disconnected, ungrounded, and dissatisfied, But I was hoping to develop practices to help me align with a sense of contentment. However, as a person of ministry, this isn't actually how we are to discern, or in other words, determine, what God is doing in our lives. So my spiritual director told me to be open to whatever signs or signals that God may be putting in my life. Well, of course, as soon as I did that and was intentional, (laughs) the signs were constant and obvious. 
that it was time for me to move on in life and no longer allow myself to be stagnant, but to continue my growth through seeking challenge and exploring whatever new thing God may be calling me towards. So I determined I would move back home to Seattle to be near family and friends. What better place to make huge changes and take big risks than in the landscape of my soul surrounded by loved ones? It's funny to me that I was so blindly in denial and in rejection to the potential of changing. I see it every day in hospice. Life is short, and you have to be in tune with your spirit and make the most of each day. This isn't to say my life and time as a hospice chaplain in western Colorado wasn't fully lived or enjoyed. This season of my life has been incredible. And since it was so great, I didn't want to accept that good things change and we cannot grasp onto them. I've always had that problem in life, though. And again, working in hospice, I see this all the time. People wanting to cling on because their life has been so good and beautiful. Even if they acknowledge and accept the next thing could be marvelous and exciting, it's still hard for us to leave that which we love and appreciate. And simply, it's hard to leave what's comfortable and safe. I've moved many times in my life to this point, and I think I was kind of just hoping to be able to not have to change for a while. But of course, that's not the way life is. It's silly to think that's the way life could be. Everything changes, and nothing lasts as it is, even moment to moment. I was sitting at my desk and I saw something that made me realize I was trying to grasp at this wonderful stage in life, this moment, and keep it how it's been. And though it's beautiful and good, I have to release it. And what I saw on my desk was a small capsule with colored sand. It was from when I was at Bethany College. Tibetan monks came to create an amazing sand mandala. They were there for days creating this absolutely beautiful work of art. And after a few days, they completely blew it away. The sand mandala is creation and destruction in a ritual ceremony of dismantling once it's been completed. And this is to symbolize the Buddhist belief in the transitory nature of material life. To remind us that all things, all life, is temporary. When I was reflecting on this, and in speaking with my spiritual director and partner about the possibility of needing to move onward in life, there was an instant relief when I started to explore it aloud. And that's how I knew. I knew that this was the thing, this was the right thing. I weaned off of my antidepressants because I was already feeling better. I felt better than I had even on the medications. One of my colleagues said, repression is the cause of depression. And she's right, I know that. 
Now, this isn't to say if you're suffering from depression to make a big life change and that will fix everything. But it is to say, be open. Open yourself to reflection and discussion about what does need to change in your circumstances. And in most cases where serious mental health is involved, medications are still an important aid to helping us be our healthier self. While I was beginning to contemplate the reality of this feeling that life was changing and I would have to change, I found myself stuck between trying to make my current life continue to fit and taking a risk and starting everything anew. I was driving up to Ure, a gorgeous mountain town, and while I drive, I love to listen to music, but on shuffle. I just like whatever the algorithm, I guess, says. But a Lord Huron song comes on to the ends of the earth. The song in general struck me immediately, but the middle of the song, there are lyrics that felt like, okay, (laughs) if I'm being open to a sign, this feels like a sign. So the lyrics go, what good is living a life you've been given if all you do is stand in one place? I'm on a river that winds on forever. Follow till I get where I'm going. Maybe I'm heading to die, but I'm gonna try. To me, this was the epitome of what I used to believe (laughs) of myself and life. You have to try. You have to go. You have to do. You're on a river. You're always moving. Everything moving forward. But that's until I got comfortable. (laughs) And I had placed this deep wisdom on a shelf. As soon as I got home, I talked with my partner And I talked about the new reality of what my life was shifting towards. And it began. And I cried. (laughs) It was a month of crying and going through all the grief stages before I actually turned in my letter of resignation and began looking at career opportunities Even then, I gave my organization and friends two and a half months' notice. (laughs) But it was important for me to be intentional in my grieving process and giving space to the grief of those that I have come to respect and love so much. So rarely in life do we have that opportunity or do we make that opportunity. And so rarely in life do we accept change when things are still good. When I think of change, I can often think of death. And that's because there's so much loss in change, so many different losses, that we often don't take time to recognize and grieve and appreciate what's going on within the change. In an abstract sense, I think many of us are open to change, Some of us take it on with enthusiasm and confidence. Others accept it and yet still have hesitation. Others acknowledge 
they're not open to it at all. And it causes great anxiety and frustration when it's forced upon them. But as the saying goes, the only thing in life that doesn't change is change. Even when it is sad, hard, or exciting, change indicates the death of a moment or a season or a stage in our life. I watched Fantastic Fungi, a documentary on Netflix the other day. It walks through the science of how fungi create new life from that which has died and how this is necessary for the life cycle on earth, not only to survive, but thrive. Whenever I watch documentaries on nature, I'm always in awe of how the world is so intricately connected to the beautiful wisdom that has just naturally evolved. Nature just knows what to do and it does it. And I think that's part of our nature but I think we get in our way. I think part of our existence is to learn to better trust the natural evolved wisdom that is within us and around us in our being, knowing that ultimately all will be well. Life is a constant cycle of endings and beginnings, and all of it is beautiful and wonderful and difficult, but worthwhile. We are the ones who bring meaning to these cycles in our own personal experiences. We gain insight into this meaning by having conversations with others, researching arts, histories, sciences, and exploring the world around us. At this stage in my life, I feel I'm dying to know so much. And so I hope that I allow myself to be present to the endings and the beginnings with openness, courage, appreciation, presence, and trust. Be well, my friends. This has been Dying to Know. I'm Chaplain Annie, and one day I will die. Hopefully, not before my next meeting.
Thank you.